This is Rumble. And this is Michael Moore. It's Rumble with Michael Moore. And that's what you're listening to here on my podcast. Thanks for joining me. And we, um, last night, had uh, a winner in our little uh, little contest here. We knew that we were probably going to hit our five millionth listener, our five millionth download since we started this a little over two months ago. And sure enough, that's uh, what happened um, uh, really just a few hours ago. And uh, we're very excited about that. And we're going to vet everything and announce the name of this individual tomorrow morning on uh, this podcast. But we just wanted to let you know uh, that that uh, we have hit 5 million. It's, uh, it's a great moment for us. I'm <laughs> extremely grateful to all of you uh, for listening. And um, it's um, nothing, as I said, nothing that we didn't expect this. Um, but then again, um, we only expected to be doing this <laughs> as a weekly podcast. And it's never been that. Uh, but that's okay. We're going through a lot right now in this country and in the world. And, uh, and we thought that uh, maybe you'd like to to hear from me and us and what we're thinking and what we're going to do about it. And we wanted to be with you, basically. And uh, this is a good way to do that. I love the comments that you're sending me on your various platforms that you're listening to this on. Some of them are called review sections or um, rankings or ratings or whatever. Just whatever you... I love I love the feedback. And I've been listening to the um, the voicemails that you've been sending. Thank you for those. Much, much uh, appreciated, and, and please do that. And and subscribe, too, if you're listening on uh, Spotify or Apple or Google or Stitcher or any of the others. Um, uh, subscribe. You know, it's free, right? This is It's all free. Every episode is free. The subscription's free. Um, and uh, <laughs> we will, we'll find a way to uh, somehow pay for this uh, at some point. Well, we, our underwriters are helping us, and... Uh, and maybe we should uh, just say a word about that uh, before we get going here on. This is part two, again, part two of our four-part Super Tuesday preview uh, series that we're doing over these four days. We started yesterday. Uh, today is our second day, and we're going to discuss a number of things, including what happened in South Carolina last night, um, what else is going on with Donald Trump, and um, I think you're going to um, appreciate hearing this. It's, it's not going to be a long podcast today, but I, I, um, I wanted to check in with you on what's going on. Not every man can be president. Many have tried. Only 45 have been chosen. Yesterday was the South Carolina Democratic primary. And arising victorious out of that primary was none other than former Vice President Joseph Biden. His victory speech was emotional. And as I sat there watching it, I thought to myself, good on you, Joe. Good on you. Congratulations. You have to understand that Joe Biden has 
tried to run for president now three different times over 32 years 32 long years of running for president and losing state after state after state after state after state until yesterday South Carolina became the first state that Joe Biden has ever won in his numerous attempts to become president of the United States. And God bless him for this. My friends, let's give it to him for that. It, it was, a, it was a, a victory unlike any other. South Carolina. South Carolina. Congratulations, Joe Biden. I mean that too, by the way. It, it, uh, everything he said in his victory speech about removing Trump, about what we have to do, it, um, it was pretty right on. And when he spoke about the, the mass shooting at Emanuel Church there in Charleston, um, I mean, this is, this is just five years after South Carolina finally decided to take down the Confederate flag flying over their state capitol. Do you remember that year? It was 2015 and, um, the woman who climbed up the pole at the state capitol there and cut that flag down. And the police yelling at her and they, she came down the flagpole and they arrested her. I remember that day I went on, I went on Facebook right away and I, I said, we have to raise money for her defense fund and everybody right away. And, and, uh, and uh, that's what we did. Her name was Bree Newsom. And as they marched her away and people cheered, oh God, it was a great moment. Charleston, right there in the harbor, Fort Sumter, where the Civil War began, where the Confederate uprising took aim <clears throat> and fired on and killed American soldiers as they began their um, treasonous endeavors to try and break up and destroy this country. And after four, four, maybe longer than that, four years of the Civil War, how many dead? Oh my God, I've read all kinds of numbers. 600,000, 700,000, 800,000. All started that day in South Carolina. Anyway, so it's on to Super Tuesday now. And uh, by the end of the night, last night, uh, in spite of the... Um, big victory that uh, Joe Biden had. Bernie was still number one in the uh, delegate race, which of course, as we've learned, we've learned, right? That's all that ultimately counts. Popular vote, yes, should be the only thing that counts. We haven't fixed that yet. Now we go into Super Tuesday. There are 14 states plus American Samoa and the Democrats abroad primary. 
something I hope to be voting in someday. As soon as we get things fixed here. I'm taking a trip. I'm going to vote, though. Um, <clears throat> but, um, geez, we're less than, wow, 48 hours away from this. Uh, Super Tuesday, all, all the states that are voting. First of all, everybody who's, who lives in those states, I listed them on yesterday's show. If you've uh, forgotten them, um, I, I think I can do it from memory again. It's, uh, Maine, Vermont, Massachusetts, Virginia, North Carolina, uh, Tennessee, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Alabama, Colorado, Utah, Minnesota, and California. And um, uh, but if you live in America, American American Samoa, and you're listening to this, please know that we send huge respect uh, to you. Our apologies for. Uh, not letting you be full uh, participants in our democracy. I, I guess you're considered American citizens uh, and you do get to vote in the primary, but you don't get to vote in the general election, but you do get to send delegates to the conventions. And um, and I'm, I'm certain that uh, we get to use your cheap labor in some disgusting uh, way. So um, I'm going to read more about this and uh, sound better informed next time we come to the subject of American uh, Samoa. Um, but that's what's happening on Tuesday, everybody. That, those are, that's it. There's a lot of early voting going on. I think most states have early voting going on with the exception of Virginia. That may mean you can vote uh, today, even though it's uh, Sunday, uh, certainly tomorrow. But some of these states close their early voting a week in advance. So you got to check with your county clerk, your city clerk, find out what the rules are. And as I told you yesterday, 17-year-olds, be sure to know that if you turn 18 before election day, before November 3rd, if your 18th birthday is before, uh, is on or before November 3rd, you get to vote in the primary on Tuesday. Check this out with your local, again, your local and city and state uh, county clerks who run the elections. Um, but I believe most states, if you're going to be 18 on election day in November, you get to vote in the primary whenever the primary is. So, um, check that out and tell your fellow 17 year olds, uh, that you can, you can vote this year. So here we go. Um, I, I guess I, I guess in order to talk about super Tuesday now, because most of what you'll be hearing about today is South Carolina. Um, we should talk a little bit about, uh, Joe Biden. Um, let's start with, um, well, let's, you know, he's had his first victory in 32 years of running for president. So let's let's at least give the man his props for a moment and uh, let's say some good things about him, Basil. Um, um, you wanna start or, um, he invited me to sit with him at the uh, Democratic Convention in 2004 in Boston. I ran into him, he was so happy to see me. He just, uh, we had a great talk. Um, uh, we were there with uh, Jimmy Carter his family, uh, it was, a, it was, a it was, a, it was, a, a nice uh, moment. Uh, so there's one good thing, uh, that happened. Um, oh, he, um, he blurted that out, uh, back in the 2012 election that, uh, that he and Obama, they, they actually privately support same sex marriage, which forced Obama to, 
to, to then come out in favor of same-sex marriage. And within a couple of years or so after that, two, three years, uh, the Supreme Court voted that way. Um, and, but it was probably helped by President Obama taking that position during his uh, re-election. Uh, during his first election, of course, he was opposed to uh, people getting married if they were in love with someone of the same gender, but uh, he had evolved uh, by 2012. And uh, thanks to the nudge from Uncle Joe, um, uh, it came to be. The, the other thing, too, I would say, too, I think I, this is probably because I was watching TV and African-American voters in South Carolina, they really do appreciate um, Joe Biden helping Barack Obama become the first African-American president, um, standing by him, doing whatever he was asked to do by Obama to make that happen. Um, there's a lot of gratitude there, I think, for that. And uh, a lot of that goodwill is still there uh, toward uh, Joe Biden. He has incredible posture. Now, I, I will say this. Um, you know, I split my time between uh, Michigan and uh, New York City. I have an apartment in both places. And I notice when I'm in uh, New York, um, in certain neighborhoods that have the older people, the ones that have the best posture, they live the longest. You see them, they live really forever if they have good posture. If the posture isn't good, though, um, it's just, this is just anecdotal. I have no science behind what I'm saying here. But, but I will say that... Uh, good posture throughout your life. And my parents used to say this to me all the time. And I never listened to them. Stand up straight, stand up, stand up, stand up straight. <laughs> it's just like, it, there was no explanation why. Now, now I, I, that I am older. I now see that those who have good posture um, also seem pretty healthy. So Joe Biden, good on the posture uh, there. But here's the problem, folks, and um, I don't want to, you know, rain on the parade too heavily. And before I say this, before all the unity people start clutching their pearls here and they're like, oh, no, I'm going to faint. He's going to say, look, we're all behind whoever the D is on the ballot in November. We're all getting out there. Don't worry. Bernie has said it a thousand times. He's backing whoever the Democratic candidate is. He'll be out there just like he was for Hillary. That's right just like he was for Hillary, 42 rallies that Bernie put on and did for Hillary on his own across the country. Some days he did three or four rallies leading up to the November election in 2016. She did 12 uh, for Barack Obama back in 20, uh, 2008. Bernie did 42 for Hillary. I know this is crashing up against some of the, some people listening to this think, Oh, this is not what I was told. He, he was not supportive. Um, and it's, you know, the one thing we learned in the Trump era that if you just repeat a lie, this those old adage, if you just repeat it enough times, it actually turns into the truth. And then everybody just continues to repeat it and it becomes even truer. So, um, the truth is, is that, um, Bernie was out there in a very vigorous and aggressive fashion uh, trying to get Hillary Clinton um, elected. The, um, um, so what we have 
our problem here, and I guess I want you to hear this from me, is that <clears throat> um, the most important thing in this election is removing Donald Trump from the White House. Do we all not share that as our primary goal? It's just that some people like myself have a second goal, which is not just to get rid of Trump, that's goal one, but to replace him with a, the, to get rid of the system that gave us Trump. Trump didn't fall out of the sky. Trump just didn't happen by accident. We have a kind of a rotten political system in this country. It's not democratic. The person who gets the most votes doesn't win. And, um, and a whole bunch of other things. But also we have an economic system in this country that's not democratic. It's run by people that have the most money. They make more decisions to benefit themselves so that they can make more money. So that has to go too. We need a democratic economy. We need an economy that is run of, by, and for the people. Those are the two things that I would like to see happen. One is a short-term goal, remove Trump. <clears throat> the other is a long-term goal of creating a better system, a more equitable system, a more democratic economy. And I'm afraid that we're not going to accomplish our our first short-term goal, which is to remove Donald Trump, if somebody like Joe Biden is our candidate. So I want you to know this about me. No matter how much I agree with Bernie and his policies or <clears throat> what I think of him as a decent and honorable person of integrity and substance and a 53-year commitment to fighting for the people, yes, all of that, but I actually think he's the best person to beat Trump. And all the polls have shown this. I think, what's the last statistic we saw there? 67 out of 72 polls that now have shown that Bernie beats Trump, and Bernie beats Trump better than the other Democratic candidates beat him. So um, I know some of you disagree with this. I think you look at Joe Biden and you think, no, 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 this is the way to go. You know, we need to have that discussion. We need to have it fairly soon. Um, you know, what I'd like to do next week is we, let's, I want to bring in, uh, a Biden supporter and, um, an Elizabeth Warren supporter, a mayor Pete supporter. Maybe we can sit around the table in here and have this discussion. And, and I want to really hear from people. I want them to explain to me why they think that these other candidates have a better chance because <clears throat> I'd like to point out that anytime we've run a Democrat that supported the Iraq war, we lost. And that's just the truth, isn't it? Kerry lost. Clinton lost. And if we run Biden, who also voted for the war, it's going to happen again. Same thing with supporting NAFTA, this trade agreement that killed the state that I live in. Michigan, and the industrial Midwest. The people that supported NAFTA, Gore, Kerry, Clinton. What happened to each of them? 
the same thing that will happen to Biden. People remember these things, you know. They remember the candidates that voted in favor of eliminating their jobs. It's probably the worst thing you could do as a politician is vote for something that's going to kill hundreds of thousands of jobs. And that's what these Democrats did. And they've all lost. Why would we run another pro-Iraq war, pro-NAFTA candidate again? Haven't we learned our lesson? And haven't we learned our lesson from trusting the old guard of the Democratic Party to pull this off? My God, you, they, they, they are so, so awful and incompetent. I mean, we don't even want to bring up Iowa here, do we? No, because it's one of Trump's great talking points now, isn't it? The party that can't even run a caucus in Iowa. Yeah, we handed that one to him, didn't we? All these people I keep hearing how, oh, we're just going to hand it to Trump if it's Bernie. Really? Because it seems like that's what you've been doing is handing it to Trump. We won the election in 2016. Hillary got 3 million more votes but than Trump. But there <laughs> But he's in the White House because after Gore got the most votes and won the election, we did nothing about the Electoral College. The Democratic Party did nothing about it. 16 years later, bing, it happens again, To this time to Hillary. Still do nothing about it. And, and to run such an awful campaign. First of all, you understand, the Democrats had no Electoral College strategy in 2016, why would you ever follow their lead again after the, that disaster that gave us Donald Trump? No electoral college strategy. They did not send the candidate to the state of Wisconsin. I think she went once to Michigan. Um, what was the thinking? Awful strategy. Running candidates that with low approval ratings, people don't like them. Bernie's got the highest approval rating of any Democrat that's running. Of course, yeah, he's not even really a Democrat, but he's willing to caucus with the Democrats and he's willing to help out the Democrats. It's like a gift. It's like a gift he's giving us running on the Democratic side of the ticket this year because he knows that not a single one of these Democrats is, is, is going to have the wherewithal to bring down the beast. And so a non-Democrat says, you know what, I'll, I'll come over and help you. But listen, I know you, I'm, you hear the anger in my voice because yes, I'm, of course I'm angry. We never should have had Donald Trump in the White House, especially when the American, the American people made it very clear that they wanted Hillary over Trump. with no strategy to win the electoral college states, we lost and we will lose again because I, have you heard, have you heard them talk about the electoral college, what they're going to do about it this year? No, nothing, nothing. So that's why I'm, that's why I feel so strongly that we need to try a different method here, a different way to go. And boy, I'll tell you, what is it with all the pundits and all the media People, the attacks on Bernie, nonstop. 
whether it's cable news, whether it's the New York Times, there were two of the main Times columnists in a row, two days in a row, I think it was both on Thursday and Friday, David Brooks and Brett Stevens writing just this kind of hyperbolic, hyperventilating type columns about the evils of Bernie Sanders. No, no, God, no, not Bernie. It was just, really, guys? Really? What are you really worried about? What are all these people, the people you see on TV trying to trying to trash the Sanders campaign, trying to make you afraid to vote for Bernie? What What is the real thing that they're trying to tell you? See, I think a lot of them, they're not afraid of um, of us losing to Donald Trump. They're afraid of Bernie winning. I think that's what's really going on. And they can't say it, because how would that sound? Because he's going to bank the ball, pay more in taxes, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he's he has a worldview that's different than theirs. What if we lived in that America, the Bernie Sanders America, that where we don't spend trillions on armaments and bombs and bullshit homeland security that doesn't make us secure at all, but, but lets us keep our position to sort of run the world in our image and likeness? What is the fear of that? What is the fear of single bombs having daycare? of sick people being able to go to the doctor without worrying about anything. I don't get it. But it's frightening to a lot of people. But not, it seems, to the majority of Americans so far. Bernie's ahead in the polls in most of these Super Tuesday states. He won the popular vote in... um, Iowa, he won the popular vote and the delegate, uh, or, or at least he may be tied with Mayor Pete from New Hampshire. Then he won the popular vote and the delegate vote in Nevada. And uh, even after the uh, South Carolina win for Joe Biden, Bernie is still, um, geez, I don't know, the last time I looked, it was eight or ten delegates ahead of of Joe Biden, even after that great win that Joe had. So, um, this isn't by any means over yet. And, um, and it's really important. And I, I make this special appeal to those of you who live in Maine, Vermont, Massachusetts, Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Colorado, Utah, Minnesota, and California, and American Samoa, and to you Democrats living abroad. This is really, I'm from the heart now. Um, I'm asking to get out there and vote on Tuesday. We can live in a better world. We can think these things out differently. We can get rid of Donald J. Trump. And we can live in a new century, in a new world. We can fight, fight and fight as hard as we must to end this climate emergency that we're in, a fight that we may lose at this point, 
So that means the only way we could possibly win is by having a candidate, a president, who will not relent, who will not let the fossil fuel industry call the shots, and who will inspire us to rethink what we've done to the planet, what our own contribution has been to it, and what we need to do to change yesterday. Changing today may be too late. We may need to to leap, leap back into the leap day of yesterday to write this thing. We're going to lose an hour next Saturday night anyway, so we've got a week here to to do the right thing. And then a week from this Tuesday, it's Michigan and the state of Washington, Mississippi. It's a big month. This is probably going to get decided sometime here in March. If you're waiting to join in, if you're waiting to help out, if you're waiting to volunteer, if you're waiting to drive to a state, I mean, I'm just, I'm looking at a map. It's up on the wall right now, this great country. And geez, it looks like, I would say um, most people live within a half day's drive of a Super Tuesday state. Seriously. I'm trying to think, where would you have to be to where it'd be more than half a day? Um, If you're in Montana, you can go to Utah or Colorado. Um, If you're in Arizona, New Mexico, you can go to Texas. If you live in Nebraska, you can go to Oklahoma. If you live in South Dakota, you can go next door to Minnesota. If you called whatever candidate you want to support, I mean, obviously I I support Bernie. I want you to call Bernie, but that's okay if that's not, that's if you're not there, just get involved. This is Sunday. You can call today. Call and say, what can I do? I live in, I live in South Dakota. I want to drive over to Minnesota tomorrow or Monday or Tuesday. Um, you know, well, I guess tomorrow would be Monday. What you can do today, you know? If you live in Kentucky, you can drive into Virginia or Tennessee today. If you live in Ohio or Indiana, you can drive to, you can drive to Virginia. You can drive to Tennessee. Come on. What are you waiting for? This is going to get decided this month. This is March 1st. This could all be over by the beginning of April. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't say later, oh, I wish I would have done something for Elizabeth Warren or for Mayor Pete or whatever. Bernie, I love Bernie. Why why didn't why didn't we get in the car? Get in the car. Get in the car. Come on. Seriously, put down the device you're listening to or take it into the car with you and play it in the car on the drive. But do something. Get involved. Listen back to some of the things I've been saying on previous podcasts that that if we move to the center, if we move toward the right, we're going to lose. The people over there already have a candidate. Why would they vote for for Republican light? Why would they vote for, well, you know, 
I guess we could try the Democrat. He's conservative enough. Oh, geez. No, that's not how we're going to win. We're going to win by inspiring young people, people of color, women. That's 70% of the electorate this year. That's where we need to be going. Get in the car. Get in the car. Call up your candidate. Call up your candidate's office in the state capitol. I'm sure you can you can look it up online. You know, Virginia, come on, Virginia. California. Oh, God bless you. Wow. I think you're gonna be the one to pull us through. Thank you for that. But this ain't over till it's over and do not assume anything. That's my, that's really what I wanted to say to you today. Um, move forward. South Carolina is over. Congratulations, Joe. Um, but now <laughs> we're still only, what, what percentage of the country has voted uh, at this point? 6%? If that? Five percent? It's four percent? Oh geez. Come on, folks. This is the time for your voice to be heard. And I ask you as you are driving to whatever state you're driving to to help out today or tomorrow, um think about who we need in that White House. And think about who is going to be relentless in bringing down Donald John Trump. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you to our five millionth listener, um, who we shall reveal uh, tomorrow. With their permission, of course, we're going to have number five million be a guest on Rumble here in the next uh, week or two. And so uh, it'll be wonderful to talk to one of you right here. Uh, that'll be a very cool thing for me. And... Um, we have many things to cover uh, here in the next week or so. Many things to talk about. Um, again, um, I just want to be clear that uh, while I have spoken out very strongly in, in favor of Bernie Sanders, I totally respect all of you for who you are, for why you believe in your candidate, why you are uh, voting for them. Um, you know, if I haven't done my best to convince you otherwise, then so be it. But um, just the fact that you're you're not apathetic, you're not you're not staying home, you're getting involved. That's 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 very very important. And yes, of course, it's important that we get the right person in there. This person, again, for in my opinion, has a dual job: remove Trump and remove that which gave us Donald Trump. Thanks, everybody. Uh, for listening uh, today. Um, don't forget to wash your hands. And um, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, this is Michael Moore, and you've been listening to Rumble. <laughs>